Have you, a friend, or family member ever considered writing a book and getting it published? Well, I have the perfect idea for you. You should contact Wasteland Press. Wasteland Press is a self-publishing book company, and since they started in 2000, they have published over 4,000 book titles. That's right, over 4,000 book titles, and they make money from your book, not you, and they work for you non-stop, full-time. You can sell your free copies when it's all said and done to make an investment off of your book, and there is no other publishing company that can offer that. They provide full-service publishing for you and your book, which includes the cover design and formatting. And they also have a plan that can fit your budget, which includes the basic plan, the silver plan, the gold plan, the platinum plan, and the ultimate plan. If you want to find out more about these plans, you can contact them at 502-437-0860. That's 502-437-0860. And if you want to request a publishing guide, you can contact them at wastelandpress.net. Do it. You won't regret it. Make your dreams come true with Wasteland Press. Welcome, guys, to another episode of the Man Cave Sports Podcast. I am Tyler Goff. This episode is sponsored by Wasteland Press. If you had a dream, and that dream involved writing a book and getting it published at a fairly decent price, well, Wasteland Press is definitely the way to go for you. You should contact them at 502-437-0860. That's 502-437-0860. Or you can visit them on their website at www dot wastelandpress.net and you guys won't guess who's making his return to the show after uh since last year it's mr gavin poe is back i'm back i'm back it's been a while but... it's been a while a lot of things have a lot of things have happened in the sports world and, yeah and we got we got a jam-packed show we got a lot of stuff to get to today um oh and by the way uh you should follow us on our social media find us on our twitter at man cave podcast Find us on Instagram at Man Cave Sports Podcast and our Facebook page at on a, just look up Man Cave Sports Podcast. You can find us there. Uh, so really, uh, recent stuff happened against uh, Duke and uh, North Carolina, and uh, Zion's shoe got uh, demolished. It got destroyed. Uh, that's a story, and another story that kind of popped out, and it was kind of expected. It was all, you know, of course, all about Zion and whether or not he should play. And really, my take is he should play if he feels like, uh, if he can. Because, like, you only go to the NCAA tournament every once in a while. And if you're only going to be there for a year, then why not have that chance and try to win a championship? Yeah, I feel like they play because they love the game. Uh, well, at least that's what Charles Barkley yeah. said. It's not about the money. Yeah, well, uh, I don't know. I feel like if you're healthy, you should play. I don't blame him if he doesn't. But, like, uh, if I'm an NBA GM and I see someone that's afraid to get hurt, that's kind of going to turn me away. I'm not going to want somebody that's afraid to get hurt while they're playing because I want somebody that's going to tough it out, persevere. Like, if it's serious, then don't play. But Yeah, and, I mean, Zion's obviously, he's a physical specimen. Like, he's... He's amazing. Some of the things that he can do at his size, at being almost 300 pounds, and he can, you know, 
the the amount of athleticism that he has and like how high he can jump and his vertical. Uh, he's just an amazing player. I hate they said that because you know he decided to go to Duke and everything. But you know, truth be told, he is. He's a great player, and he obviously has a lot of uh, NBA potential. And you know, if if you know, ultimately it's up to him. But I still think he should play. I, he should because it's this late into the season. I mean, he's already not playing tomorrow night versus Virginia Tech. If he doesn't play, he kind of screws over Duke, which I'd be completely fine with. Duke gets screwed I mean, over. We obviously, I mean, happy. Duke's obviously not the team that they are if they don't have Zion. Yeah. I mean, I know R.J. Barrett took over uh, against Syracuse the other night, but it's not – if they go against a top-tier team without Zion, they're – 100%. I, I feel confident in saying that they're going to lose that game. Anytime you lose a National Player of the Year type player, you're not going to be the same after. And that's a simple fact. I was telling you this earlier. I really believe, like, if I'm an NBA scout, I would definitely choose R.J. Barrett over Zion. For I just think, I think R.J. can do – I think he's a better scorer. I think he can – he'll actually, you know, shoot the threes – he can take it in the inside. He has he has a nice little jump shot. He can you know he can rebound of course, and he can also pass the ball. I think he offers a full arsenal of skills, but I think you know Zion's field goal percentage is so high up. But when I think about it, the majority of it is taking it inside the paint and dunking the ball. So and he had twenty nine points against the game. I can't remember who it was, but twenty four of the points were in the paint. I mean, man really can't shoot. He shows some signs, but it's like. He'll shoot when he's open, but he won't take the shots that RJ will when he has a hand in his face and stuff like uh, that. If you're looking at, like, their maximum potential, what they could be if, like, everything works out, Zion's is higher than RJ Barrett. That's why I will go number one. But, uh, like, I asked you earlier, we didn't get a clear answer, though. Uh, If Zion was to, like, get serious injured... Injured seriously, like tearing his Achilles. Where would I think, you take him? I think he would drop out of the top five. But where would you take him? Like, how high would you feel comfortable taking him? Probably like seven or eight. Because, like, right now I'm assuming you'd be, feel comfortable taking him like two or three. Maybe. I don't know. A torn Achilles is so tough to come by. Yeah, it is. Um, and tough to come back Especially from. Especially from a big man. Especially, like, what he does. Like, yeah. Uh, with pure athleticism, dunking the hell out of the ball, a torn Achilles that would obviously that would put a hamper on his career. And I, was, you know, Nerlens Noel, just to throw back, uh, like, you know, like f- six or five years ago. I mean, he was. I remember before he blew out his knee, he was the number one pick. Mm-hmm. Like he was, he was going to be, and then, you know, of course he tore his ACL and he went back. He's what never numbers? Been the same. And he was never quite the same. He was still very good he, defensively. He, he was great defensively. He just never his and offensive game never really he's even had developed. Like kind of a resurgence here. Yeah, like he is. Thunder, but um, yeah, not what he once and, been. You know, toward, it, that obviously affected him. And he I mean, he dropped him back in the draft a little bit. But I mean, he, he was still a lottery, of course. But then it dropped him back to I believe it was six, right? Something like that. Yes, he would get drafted sixth. And then you look at like Boogie Cousins though, just towards Achilles who. He hasn't looked like he's nowhere near what he was last year or before he tore it. But he's looked decent for his first year back being gone that long. 
averaging like 14 points. Not kind of slow on defense. And but the Warriors didn't. There. The Warriors don't need really need him to be 100. percent It kind Just, of helps him, but it kind of hurts him at the same time being on the Warriors. Easier to score, but he doesn't get as many opportunities. But uh. Yeah. Plus, I mean, Boogie can uh. He can uh. He could do a lot more things like passing the ball. He's a great passer. And that's what I think Golden State is going to end up being really deadly. But he doesn't look nearly as good defensively now. No, he does which not. It's expected. Right. So, yeah, Zion was like the big story. And I don't I don't think that was fair to North Carolina. I'm not I'm not a fan of both. I'm not a fan of North Carolina either, but I mean, I can definitely tolerate North Carolina more than I can Duke. But a thing that I think I found disrespectful is North Carolina beat them by 16 points at, you know, in, at the Cameron Indoor Stadium. And they haven't, you know, the, the only thing that the media would take out of that is Zion. Everything was Zion. And that was an impressive victory for North Carolina. Say what you will about them not having Zion, but Duke still had, okay, they were at home. They still had R.J. Barrett. They still had uh, Trey Jones. Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish. I mean, Jack Mark- White. Jack, I mean, <laughs> um, could take Joey, but Joey Baker off the uh, red shirt again. But that was still an impressive win for North Carolina, and make the arguments for Zion not being there. But Duke still had plenty of talent to be able to not get blown out by North Carolina at their own place. Like, like you said, uh, Zion, their best player, prob- probably their best player this year, uh, injured, which is going to affect Duke, but. North Carolina still came played. There's still a game to be played. Duke kind of didn't show up. R.J. Barrett didn't play very great. Uh, what you, it's hard to adjust on the fly when your game plan has to change like that. But, right. But they they couldn't make the adjustment. North Carolina did. And North they Carolina planned, obviously did. They game planned for Duke to for Duke to have Zion, which it kind of helps them when he's gone. But they still had to change their game plan, and it worked out. Yeah, and uh, I mean Luke May had a good game as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he had like twenty eight and fifteen. I think twenty eight points, fifteen rebounds. So my favorite player in North Carolina is Cam Johnson. He's I love how he plays. Cam Johnson is really impressive, and I think if North Carolina were to make a big run, he'd be. Uh, definitely He'd have one to of the be main player. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he he, he can get hot mm-hmm. at any point. Like he'll he'll just pop it out there, like almost Steph Curry, uh, Steph Curry range, and he'll just you know he's shooting so over six eight. He, something like that. Yeah, I mean he's shooting an over forty percent clip. So, um, I wish we would have got him over North Carolina. Yeah, but he kind of fits that North Carolina <laughs> mode a little bit. But I mean. That was an impressive win for North Carolina. And they beat a top five team on the road. Right. Granted, they didn't have their best player, but they still had chances to kind of adjust to that. Mm-hmm. It was really early and in the game. It was super early into the game. It was like 30 so seconds into the game. Mm-hmm. So, they, like I said, they had plenty of chances. But, I mean, North Carolina, I never thought I'd say this based on earlier in the season. I mean, they look like they could be a deadly NCAA tournament team. They technically still have a chance for a number one seed. If everything yeah. goes right. Kentucky loses a game or two. Duke loses I still game. feel like they're going to find a way to get Duke in there. Duke will 
Unless Duke loses two more games, they're probably which is a highlight. Yeah, the only way that Duke wouldn't get the one seed is if they completely crumble. Which um, which I don't know if it's gonna happen. They play Virginia Tech tomorrow, which this that would be a good indicator. I think because uh, Virginia Tech's not a slouch team this year. Mm-mm. Miguel Walker, Alexander, right. Blackshear. Yep. Um, they're gonna. That's gonna be a tough team for Duke to beat. They also play North Carolina again, last game of the year. Yep. Uh, and it'd be nice for North Carolina to sweep that series this year. But who knows? I mean, Duke could. They also play Miami and Wake Forest too. Both right. should win, or Duke should win both those. It'd be funny if they. Uh, if they lost both of those, but it's fine. Yeah, Taylor Hort's going to drop 40 on them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, North Carolina, right now, uh, they're actually a two-seed based off the last bracketology uh, rankings that Joe Lenardi had. Uh, we're going to talk about the NCAA tournament a little bit later. But North Carolina's going to be – like I never thought – like I said, I never thought I would say that, say that they'd be a deadly – NCAA tournament team, but they really can. If they get everyone going, especially Luke May and Cam Johnson, they're going to be a tough team to beat. Yeah, the way they looked earlier in the year, you, I, I mean, never would have thought that. I mean, looking uh, at it now, it's going to be a good win for Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I mean, we're going to have to see. I mean, as far as the ACC tournament is concerned, uh, I get that would really depend on if. Uh, Zion comes back, but I mean, we're just got to see. I mean, uh, for Louisville, um, that's I talk about Louisville here in a sec. But another thing to talk about Duke, um, their last game against Syracuse. So Joey Baker is a five-star recruit. He reclassified into this year's class, right? And we were talking about this earlier. So he he redshirted. Of course, for this year because he was planning he, on it. He was planning. I mean, he was planning on redshirting, uh, because you know there'd be no point of him playing, especially with, you have RJ there, Cam Reddish, and Zion Williamson. You're just not going to get point and Jack White, <laughs> uh, Javon De- Devale. I can't even say his last Devore, name. Uh, and David Robinson. Son Alex is on O'Connell. The, uh, Alex O'Connell is a typical Duke player. He just he just fits the mode, <laughs> but um. So against Syracuse, he just he put him in there for three minutes. Yeah, it, and then now he can't have the red shirt, which I don't know if the NCAA is gonna like overlook that, and he'll still be able to get a red shirt, maybe. The but only like, way that he should be able to is if they claim he got injured, which obviously he hasn't. He didn't get injured in those five minutes he played, three minutes, whatever it was. Right. He uh, Coach K just put him in. Only reason. Coach K should have put him in as if Zion comes out and says he's not going to play the rest of the year. And yeah, unless they absolutely needed it. Like, but Zion, that whole game is on the bench versus Syracuse. He's cheering them on. I don't think he's going to leave them high and dry. I mean, he, they won the Syracuse game anyway. So I mean, in the in the grand scheme of things, they didn't really need Joey Joey Baker to play. And you know, he's probably going to be a three to four year player anyway. I mean, I'm well, not sure. At least a year of eligibility. Yeah, and I mean, Coach K, like, you know, bless his heart. Like, I mean, he was probably the best college coach of all time. You know, I like I said, I, I hate Duke. I cannot stand him. 
But I have to give the man respect and credit. Over a thousand wins. Over a thousand wins. One one of the best. The most wins in college basketball history. Right. At least men's. But the dude, he's kind of a dick. <laughs> yeah, he's a straight douchebag. Like, you just you kind of you want to try to like him, but you can't. And, like I said, I mean, KSR was talking about this today. Uh, at John Calipari's Hall of Fame induction, uh, Matt Jones asked, because there were a couple of dude guys there, and Calipari drew a pretty good crowd for it. And uh, Matt Jones asked some of the Duke players, would would your coach have done the same thing? And they said no. So I think that just gives kind of indication. Just like last year, Wendell Carter... Uh... Like, oh draft, yeah, his like, like his like mom was talking all talking kinds of crap yeah. about Duke. About how they're not treated well, and right. the family's not treated well and everything. So, Which I'm, I'm sure it's happened before that, too. And, like, that just goes into the debate. Like, if you want to be able to go to the NBA and be ready for it, go to UK. Especially if you're a point guard or a big man. UK's going to treat you right. And Jock Halperi's going to get you ready for it. I mean, just look at all the cats that are in the NBA. Most in the and, NBA, there's like anywhere between 26 and 32 at all times. And there's a lot on. of them that are multiple-time All-Stars. So, I mean, and then when Marcus Bowden committed to Duke, at first I was like, I was really kind of pissed about that. But, I mean, looking at it now, I'm not because he didn't turn out to be that great of a player. But one of the reasons that he said he went to Duke is because – of being able to develop into the NBA, and I was like, "Dude, really? You're a center. You're a big guy. What? He's not completely go Duke. wrong. Duke has the second most players in the NBA, and they have some decent ones: Kyrie, Jason Tatum, Brandon. But, but, but you get my point. Like, yeah. not a lot of Duke if you players want to go to just the best at the developing players. Not a lot of the Duke players work out, and you now of course you have Kyrie and Jason Tatum, and you also have Jaleel. Justice Winslow is not as good as people thought. Yeah. You have a lot of homework. Right. But, anyways, I guess the last thing about Duke is, you know what? Coach K is, he's kind of a, he's kind of a dick. And taking, I don't know Joey Baker from, you know, from Adam, but just to take, just to, it's just kind of a really crappy move on Coach K's part. I believe if I was Joey Baker, I'd have been like, no, I'm not going in here for. I'm not going to go in here for three to five minutes against a not not that great of a team in Syracuse. And it'd be one thing if they like talked previous previously. That like, that's hey, another hey, thing. You're, it's you're, like I'm going to play you the rest of the year if you're okay with it. I mean, that's what you hope is that. Yeah. I mean, that Coach K, you know, went up to him and said, "Hey, Joey, I'm going to put you in here for a couple minutes. Is that okay?" And like, I, I hope Coach K plans on playing him some more the rest of the year. I hope this isn't it because. I mean, of course, you're right. I mean, we have no idea what type of player is going to be, but like, if I was the kid, I'd be pissed. If they didn't talk about it, came in for five minutes to get two boards, not shoot it. I don't. Did he shoot a shot? I don't think so. I think he just got. He just played minutes, got a couple rebounds, and that's about it. But yeah, I mean, I mean, that's really what you hope is that they talked about it. Because that, I'd just be pissed. I would be really pissed. Yep. Um, so we got to get to Kentucky. They clobbered Auburn, 80-53, to 53, 27 points. And they also clobbered 
Tennessee by beating them in their own game. Now, not having Reed Travis is going to hurt them. Mm-hmm. I think a little bit. It's against certain I, teams. I think it could hurt them against Tennessee big time. Right, because of how physical Tennessee is. And uh, Reed Travis did a lot of when they when Kentucky played Tennessee a week or two ago. Reed Travis was stats wise. You wouldn't think he had a good game, but he had a good game, especially with how physical physical. It, it felt like he was grabbing every board or tapping right. every fifty fifty ball to right. a team. And he was, you know, he was really physical. And Kentucky just beat Tennessee at their own game, and it was great to see. But against a team like Auburn, where you don't really need Reed Travis because Auburn does plays a lot of guards, especially with like Austin Wiley, who's their big man, who's just coming back from injury. He gets injured again. Right. No. I don't know. The Spencer guy didn't have a very good game. Right. I mean, Arkansas does have Gifford. Gafford. Gafford. Whatever. Who's probably going to dog his man's beast. I mean, you have to put, of course, either uh, Nick or EJ on him. And the way I was thinking about it as far as Nick and EJ, if you need defense, I would definitely put in uh, Nick. Because of his his uh, blocking ability. Nick is a great rim protector. But I feel like he jumps for every ball even if there's no chance of him blocking it. And that really irritates me because then the rest of the de- it gets the rest of the defense off. Don't have a chance to get the board. There's, causes a lot of offense rebounds. Like, go back and watch. He jumps for everything. Even if you just haven't, like, you 100% know he's not going to get it. And he's also like, I don't know, he gets beat off the dribble a lot whenever he gets switched out on. I feel like EJ, not as good of a rim protector, but he's a little smarter. And he holds his own a little better, like just staying in front of a man. So, I don't know, I I think I'd kind of rather have EJ in there. Which Nick, when he comes in, I love that he blocks shots and stuff, but I don't think having him in for too long is good. Yeah, I mean, you def- just definitely switch them out. But I think I still th- my take on it is that if you need defense, put in Nick. But for anything else, I would definitely give minutes to uh, to EJ. Which they're all of them, them and PJ are gonna have to right. play some time on him because with only three big men, you're gonna have to have pretty much. One of them three and Keldon in at all time, or two of those three plus Keldon in at all times. I mean, in all honesty, I mean, Arkansas shouldn't be that tough of a game. No. But not having Reed Travis is going to hurt because, you know, Reed Travis has been, he has been really physical. And that's why, I mean, you look about it, that's why Kentucky got, well, that's why Cal wanted Reed Travis, is so that teams couldn't boy, teams with a bigger guy. Especially a team like Tennessee, who have bigger guys that just bully us on the inside. And that's one of the reasons why Cal got Reed like Travis. Reed Travis isn't the best offensively versus Link. No, but what he offers you is... He's not the best is, defensively, but he's going to rough you up. He's going to get you off your game. That's what he really offers you. And he's been... I mean, his stats don't show it. And just the leadership he brings on the court. And he's 23 years old. He's probably one of the oldest players that Cal has had on one of his teams here at UK. I know Julius Mays looked like he was about 45. Yeah, but. he kind of looked older. <laughs> but, I mean, Reed, the stats don't show it, but Reed Travis's impact on this team this year has been huge. And I think it, there is a good chance. I mean, it, he is going to come back. 
And I just hope it's, you know, before the SEC tournament because we're going to really need them for that. It should be. And, of course. What we know now, it should be. And, of of course, if if we don't have Reed Travis for the NCAA tournament, I don't think we're winning a championship. I guess it would just depend. Yeah, I think we would definitely need him out there. We, I think we should definitely have him back. He got injured the Missouri game. Yeah, it was the Missouri game. We should have him back. Either the Ole Miss. Game. Uh, UK said two weeks. Yeah, we should have him back. Either the. So was, uh, we should have him back the Ole Miss game, I believe. I hope. I hopefully it's Ole Miss because don't they? They and have. If not, we should definitely have him back Florida. For senior day, it'd be nice to have him back for senior day. Him and Johnny David out there. Yeah, man, I was. Again, when, when Kentucky, Johnny Davey got in, yeah, when he got in, he was wide. He it, was it makes wide me so open. Mad when he gets when he gets in there, and they still keep feeding Jamaro, just trying to get him a bucket. But he did. But he did. Play. But it was a long two. Went to Johnny that last play, and he turned it over. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you have Shea Gilgis Alexander going on KSR last year, and they asked him who's the best shooter on our team, and, of course, he says Jamal Baker. And I just wish he would show it more. But being out for over a year, not playing in an actual game, and then, I don't know, I feel like he still hasn't just, like, settled down, you know, to, like, I don't know, playing in front of a crowd like that for a program like this. He just hasn't, like, got used to it. And then especially after being out for over a year, playing in that game time, you can't shoot as well as you are if you're shooting in a practice or... Taking open shots, but yeah, and going back to Johnny David, he was like wide. O- he was wide open for like it was a three, and of course every time he gets the ball, the crowd cheers. Just imagine if he just takes a three and just makes it. About Rupp Arena would just ex- explode. Hope he goes off for like fifteen on senior night. Comes in, starts chucking it and burning it. Just, just of like the first two minutes. Yeah, I'll play for like. 30 seconds if that, but... It just knocked down three after three. Man, speaking of knocking down three after three, man, PJ was on fire against Auburn, too. Mm-hmm. The man in the SEC play has been a monster, and that's the only way you can really put it. And I I text you during the UK games all the time. I mean, PJ is a dog, and so is Tyler Hero, but PJ, I never thought in a million years, especially after the free throw performance he had against... Kansas State in the NCAA tournament last year, I never thought that he'd be able to shoot threes like this. And obviously he worked a lot on his game, and that's one of the reasons why he came back to UK. And he's definitely improved. He's definitely one of the most improved players on this team. Everyone knew at the beginning of the season he should be our best player, probably averaging like 16, 17 points. And he just – he didn't bring it for some reason. I don't know if it was effort or if he just got in his head or what, but like – Last, what is it, nine, ten games? He's been unstoppable. Not many players in the country are playing better than him. When he's I, doing everything. Shoot threes. His little, when they give it to him on and the he block, takes it to the hole. When yeah. he does a little jump hook, that's unstoppable. That's yeah, nice. Which he could do it versus Auburn because they're in the 2 3 zone. But yeah, and, and that's he, when he took it outside and started burning it. He's, def- he's been one of the main cogs on this team. And I was telling you this earlier, and you, you really look at it. Whether or not UK wins the national championship this year, one of the main things that I'm going to take away from it is with Quade Green transferring. And then Ashton Hagens took over the point guard spot, and their defense, just every single game, 
since then has gotten better. And I think, you know, it gave a chance for P.J. to really star. It gave a chance for Ashton Higgins to play through some of his freshman mistakes. And he's gotten a lot better, and his defense is amazing. Quickly's defense has actually been very good right? here lately. He, uh, he only gets about 19 minutes a game, but... I feel like his on-ball defense is actually better than Ashton Higgins. Higgins is just so good at getting his hands in the passing lanes and yeah. stripping people. And, you know, Tower Hero from from start, you know, from day one to right now has gotten a lot better. He can I mean, hit a three now. Right. His first ten games. And he's shooting he over... In SEC play, he's shooting over 40%. Um, from a three-point line, he shoot, he's only missed one free throw. And shooting like 92%, like on pace for the best free throw. He's, a, he's 92% on the, on the season in SEC play. He's actually like 97%. So he's just automatic every time he goes. And thank God that UK finally has a player that can go to the line and make a free throw. Oh, yeah. This, that's is the only, that's, this is the first Cal team at Kentucky that can, can actually a shoot a free throw. You have two that you feel confident to hit on both Yeah, down. with Hero and Quickly. Mm-hmm. Both of them, they go to the line, you feel confident. I, I feel like PJ will be one of two every single time. But, I mean, he's... At least. At least. At least, like, I mean, he's just shooting 68% which is a million times better from where he was at last year. I mean, EJ's not a bad little shooter either. And I think EJ's going to be a star. I don't know about star, but I think he'll be a very good player, especially if he stays to his sophomore, junior year. And I hope, you know, Nick Richards continues to improve as well. I mean, he just provides energy off the bench and be able to just block a shot and get a rebound every now and again. But this Kentucky team is obviously, they're really good. And if they play like they did against Tennessee with Reed Travis being physical and just bullying the other team. And you also play like you did against Auburn, where if you don't have Reed Travis, you have a lot of energy, move up down the court, you know, slow down when you need to, but just look for the open shot, look for the best man, give it to your best players. In my opinion, the only team that has more talent than this Kentucky team is Duke. And if Zion's not 100%, that evens it out, and Duke can't shoot. And any team that can't shoot could go down in March. And another thing, I'm whether or not they win a championship, one of the main things I'm going to, as far as improvement, you know, one of the main things I'm going to take away from this Kentucky team is their defense, mm-hmm. about how better it's Those gotten. Those first, like, 10, 15 th- games. They're terrible awful. going into guard anything. And, you know, they had this these random guys just going off on threes. And, you know, from day one, they've million times better gotten better on uh, defense. And, like I said, that's because of Ashton Higgins taking over at the point guard spot. But he just, he's amazing on defense. Like, he's a main cog of that, of course. And Kentucky's defense from start to finish, they had so many struggles going through, you know, the beginning of November and then through some parts of December. And they just turned it up a notch. And and you're the... Uh, in your opinion, who do you think leaves for the draft or transfer or whatever for at Kentucky? The end of the season? I know it's a little early, but it kind. Of, we were talking about this a little bit earlier. I, it really depends. Like Tower Hero could have a, an amazing SEC tournament and also an amazing NCAA tournament. But your guess right now, who would you say? Like if the season that was ending today, who would you guess leaves and who would you say stays, including transfers? Yeah, like I think I don't think anyone's going to transfer. I said uh, PJ is definitely gone. Mm-hmm. Keldon's definitely gone. Keldon is definitely gone. Reed's definitely gone. Reed definitely yeah. gone because he's a senior. I, 
the the ones I, up in the d- air definitely, is Tyler and Ashton. Well, definitely Nick Richards is saying. I don't think he'll if transfer. Tra- if the only person I could see transferring is probably Nick. Yeah. I couldn't see anybody else. But I, but think, I, still, I think he'll, I think he'll, he'll stay. Still, I, he'll still stay because Kentucky will need big men for next year, which is something they are lacking. Only two I could – and I think the only two question marks are Tyler Hero and Ashton Higgins. I think as of right now, I think Tyler goes and Ashton stays. I think they're both like – if they both go, they'd either be late first or early second. I think but, Tyler would have more success in the NBA, just how it is played now. Um, but if Ashton's hitting his threes or his long twos that he's been shooting the last two, three games, he he could go late first round two and be successful. But I, mean, I, I agree with you. I think if, right now Tyler would go and Ashton would stay. I mean, a backcourt of Tyrese Maxey and Ashton Higgins would be Beautiful. I mean, that would be an amazing. That would be a deadly backcourt duo. Higgins and Anthony Edwards would have been better, but <laughs> well, he decided yeah. to go home and play he for Tom a Green. sucky uh, Georgia Bulldogs team. Dwight Schrute. Dwight, yeah, Dwight Schrute. Um, he has even the facial expressions. It's, it's so it's fu- the hair, the facial. It's so funny. Kissing the sun on the lips. <laughs> um, but anyways, I mean, Tyler Hero, like I said. He could have an amazing SEC tournament, amazing NCAA tournament. Much like uh, Dante DiFincenzo. I can't even see his last DiFincenzo. DiFincenzo. <laughs> One more time. DiFincenzo. Which uh, one's hotter? Tua Tunga Viola? Tua Tunga Viola. Tua Viola. I could yeah. say that actually easier than Dante DiFincenzo. You cut me for the longest time. <laughs> I know. It sucked. You say Giannis? Giannis? Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh, yeah, there you go. I could say that. Greek freak. <laughs> but anyways, like, my point being is you could uh, – DiFincenzo had an amazing tournament run, and especially in the championship game. He just – the boy was on fire. Well, winning a championship or just a late run in general boosts your stock. Amari Spellman probably wouldn't have been a first-round pick. Right. Uh, that's one of the reasons Mikhail why Bridges the, was still going to go top ten. Yeah, and Jalen that, was still. That's one of the reasons this would go on a different team for like just a little, little sec. I mean, Villanova. One of the reasons why they took a real downfall is because they weren't probably weren't expecting to lose Dante. I was, I was or, arguing with a lot of people this year. I didn't think they're going to be very good losing four of your best players. I didn't and, think they're going. to. I thought they would take a down and, downfall if, if a little bit of a down years, and you're not Kentucky or Duke. You're probably not going to be very good next but, I mean, Jay Wright at Villanova, he doesn't recruit like Kentucky or Duke does. He, he gets, he gets He'll like, get the four stars, but... He, he even gets some five stars, but not like the top five, top ten players. He not, gets, uh, not the top tier he gets five stars. I look at it as you have the top tier five stars, then you have like the lower end five stars. Which are both super good players, but the lower end usually takes you one or two years before they're really right. good. Just like how Jalen Brunson was. Right. Yeah, and like I said, I mean, one of the, I mean, Villanova was not expecting to lose Amari Spellman or Dante DiVincenzo. <laughs> I think Amari Spellman, they were expecting to go more than they were uh, DiVincenzo because he was not anywhere near the first round until that Final Four, and especially the championship game, right? Where he couldn't be stopped, and people. Were like, Anyways, hey. like Tower Hero could have that same thing happen, and you know, Ashen could too. But if they really want to have an example, if they're really struggling to decide, you know, should I go pro or should I stay another year? Look at P.J. Washington. But he was 
he went through draft combine. He was a second round pick. He came back, and now he's he could be looking like a first uh, lottery pick. I agree with that, but you you have your PJ Washington's, but you also have your Alex Poitras, who, if he had won his first year, he's probably going to get picked around fourteen, ten through fourteen, probably somewhere like that maybe a little later. He stays second year. Well, off, drops a little more. If goes by, to the, if by the by the end of third the year, year, third year, he got injured, not going to get drafted. Fourth year, still didn't get drafted. So, you got your pros and cons to leaving early, and uh, we're staying. I think, I mean, if if Tyler Hero is this is the same thing goes for Ashton Higgins too. If Tyler Hero is in the lottery, you know that lottery area around the time of the end of the year, then go. I think definitely go, but if you're on the border between first round and second round, and uh, same thing for Ashton Hagens, just look at PJ Washington, and you know what, I I have a couple things to improve on it with my game. I I think it I honestly think it's just person to person. Like some players could benefit from coming back, and some people can't. Hagens I think could just like uh, if he continues to become a better defender, plus have a better offense game, he could be like a Javon Carter. Except for even better, because he's on a better team and stuff. So if you're a lockdown defender with a shot, and he proves that he has a shot next year, he could probably go lottery. Tyler Hero, I don't know what he can necessarily improve on that much to like boost his stock. So he's never going to be like a lockdown defender or anything. He could be a more efficient scorer, but I don't think that's going to necessarily. I think his. that's something if you if he did stay another year, just something he could work on. I think, but I don't would think be his becoming, defense. I mean, he's gotten better. Throughout the year, don't get me wrong, but that's still something he could work on. I agree he could, but I don't think that's going to, him becoming a little better defender is going to boost his stock much, and I don't think you're ever going to see Tyler Hero become lockdown defender. Some people just don't have the athleticism. and I mean, He should be. I mean, he's a big body. He should be He should be a better defender than what he is. He's, re- he's improved a whole lot, though. I mean, it just depends, like... <laughs> I see it more for them too as a PJ Washington situation, Plus, I, where they're I, on the brink between second round, first round, and you know what? If they go through the NBA draft combine and they're guaranteed first round picks, I wouldn't blame them from going. I wouldn't. But if if they're on that borderline, I would definitely give it serious consideration to come back for another year, because PJ Washington just in the past. You know, ten games. He's made he's made himself millions of but dollars. Not, I understand the PJ thing, but not everybody's like PJ. Not everybody improves that much. Plus, Tyler, the way he plays, he could probably come in right now and make an impact. I don't know if Ashton could. That's why I would probably, if I was Ashton, I'd stay. If I was Tyler, and I'm supposed to go between twenties and say thirty five, forty, I would probably go. You see people go all the time, go in the second round, and still have an impact. Not as often as they do first rounder, but. Still can happen, especially the way he plays and how the NBA is now. Yeah. I just... But but if he stayed or if he went... I Ashton would... De- I think Ashton definitely has a lot more to work on than Tyler Hero it's does. It's hard to play in the NBA, especially as a small guard that can't shoot. Yeah. I mean, he's... Although how good his defense is and... Getting steals and stuff. He still. I mean, not, his he's defense. Not the, he's not deep. Like he still gets beat every once in a while. Plus, he's gonna be playing against bigger guards. They can better offensively, so it's gonna be harder to defend them. Yeah, just to go back to your question. I mean, I think right now, if if it were today, 
definitely I think Tyler would be going pro, and I think Ashton would stay. I agree. Um, because Ashton, like I said, he still has his offense to work on, and he could be a, a really deadly player if he had uh, if his offense was better. I mean, he sh- he has shown shown strides this year of that his offense can be good. I mean, just look at a game against Georgia. Well, just just look at last game. And then game. Auburn, like he had that nice year old step. That was he that was a, he had a couple. That was nasty. Two long twos, didn't he? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he obviously, when given the chance, I think he can shoot. But honestly, I think he's more of a set shooter. Yeah, he is. Like he just the way some people are natural shooters, and he's not a natural. He's just shooter. not. He's just not an off the dribble type of point guard. But he is. He is a set shooter and every time I see him shoot he's either you know someone's passing it to him and he's shooting it I've I've yet to see him where and yeah pull up with Shea Shea Alexander he wasn't like that well yeah Shea was was definitely more of a slasher yeah Shea was a little better at pulling up from three or mid-range whatever but he he was still more about if he was going to take a shot he was more of a set shooter Right. Which, and he's had success in the NBA, but he, like, he's a bigger guard, so. Yeah. Ashton is good. I don't know. I mean, Ashton is good at taking it to the hoe. I've seen that multiple times, and, I mean, just look at the Auburn game and look at Georgia. But, I mean, he's, I think he has a lot to improve on, of course, and he could be one of the best players in college basketball. Just like, I have two mock drafts pulled up right now. One has Ashton going... 29th and Tyler not getting drafted, and the other has Tyler going 23rd and Ashton not getting drafted. So, it really has Tyler not getting drafted in one of the mock drafts? That's interesting. So, or they, they might just have him like predicting to stay. So, I mean, I mean, Matt Jones, they asked uh, him the same question. He said, uh, Tyler Hero stay and Ashton go. He did? When was this? Uh, not too long ago. But, I mean, like I said, it just depends. Like, yeah. Tyler, I mean, like it's, it's, it's an answer now. It'll I mean, be yeah. I mean, it's still, it's still. I mean, we still have. The, we still have the conference tournaments, yeah, the conference tournaments to go through. We still have the NCAA tournament, and like I said, the I mean, combine because you can go to the combine. Right. I, mean, I think. I think the combine is going to be they huge. They put that new rule in last year where if you go and you don't get drafted, you can come back. So. Yeah. Maybe they decide That's to go true. And if they don't want, and if they don't get drafted, they're like, hey, I'm gonna come back. I think. I mean, for PJ, him going to the. The draft combine was huge. Mm-hmm. He figured out what he needed to work on, and obviously and that was shooting. Get, and if you don't even get an invite to the combine, then you know that you should come back. Right. I mean, but, you know, obviously, we saw after last year, PJ really needed to work on um, his shooting. And considering his size, if he wanted to make it to the NBA, he, he had to work on yeah. it and be able to be, shoot. You can't Cons- be a six eight. Post only player and making the NBA. So yeah, because you have guys who are seven. Foot. And that's big. If if he still didn't have an outside shot this year, he'd be an awesome college player, but he wouldn't be an NBA prospect really. Right, and he definitely wouldn't be playing himself into a lottery pick right yeah. now. I mean, PJ has been huge, and I'm so happy to see him playing this well. And he's actually being consistent. I was worried about him in those for in that first half of the season. I was really worried about him. I was like, where's the PJ that, you know, we saw last year against against Kansas State? I mean, he didn't do great free throw shooting. But we wouldn't have um, even been in that game if it wasn't for PJ. Right, because he, he is grabbing every 
rebound. Every he was, rebound. He's getting a couple points for he you. He's drawing fouls. Uh, you know, point. I was I was so worried about him because you know you you expected him to be a dog coming back for another year. You expected a big. You expect you expected a big improvement, and we had we didn't see that the first half of the season. And I'm just so happy to see him doing so well right now. Who's your SEC player of the year right now? It's a three-man race. Grant Williams, P.J. Washington, Tremont Waters. I mean... uh, I guess you could throw Daniel Gafford in there, but Arkansas hasn't been good. And I would say it's one of the three from the good teams. It's probably going to be Grant Williams because he's been playing like... He's been playing really good the whole year, but like the I last said, last couple games he's like the last five or he well, had that forty. Ever since that forty three point game, he hasn't. He's been averaging like fifteen points a game, six boards. If PJ can maybe outplay Grant Williams in the next game against Tennessee, maybe we could see PJ um, <laughs> in, in that in that spot to be able to win it. But, but I think Grant Williams plays better than PJ. But what probably. hurts PJ as far as winning the SEC Player of the Year is. He didn't have a good first half of the year. But, I mean... But do they even count the first half of the year, or do they just talk about SEC play? When you get that's it? what I'm not too sure about. Because, I mean... And if LSU, they went out, they get the one seed, maybe they give it to Tremont Waters. He's averaging 19, leading well, the league. I don't think LSU's getting... Oh, you're talking about SEC tournament? Yeah. I thought you were talking about the NCAA no, tournament, no, no, no. like LSU getting no, a one seed. No, winning the one seed in the SEC. Because Tremont Waters is averaging, like... 19 points. He's leading so, the yeah, SEC I mean, in steals. So right now, yeah, yeah he's, he's getting like assist. he's getting like three assist, uh, steals a game, mm-hmm. something crazy like that. He's a great, he's a great little, not a bad, shabby little player. He's he's good. He's obviously one of the main reasons why LSU's had a really successful season. Even though a couple of their really big games have come down to controversial calls. Yep. <laughs> I mean, last two in particular. <laughs> I mean, Grant Williams. Actually, that last two because. Two of the last three? Yeah. Two of the last yeah. four, something like that. Uh, Grant Williams, he's a big flopper. Oh, he, he jumps on the ground. Every, about every three to four plays, he was on the ground against Kentucky. Tennessee. That, if he didn't flop versus LSU on that last play, they probably they, don't call the foul. Right. And Tennessee fans, like, when if after... He if he, like, didn't dolphin dive into the ground, they don't pull. After the Kentucky game... Tennessee fans were blaming the refs. They said home cooking, and I was like, "Grant, if you don't realize, your best player, Grant Williams, flops every single he's too almost good to there, flop. and he's big. And he's, too, he's too big to be on the ground that much. And he's. It's one thing if he's diving after balls. You really expect someone that big to get pushed around but so he easily? Gets touched and he like starts throwing his head back. And he jumping on he the doesn't need to flop. He's a big guy. No, uh, he's a big guy. He's really good. Right. People that flop are like. Okay, players. Gra- Grayson <laughs> Allen. <laughs> like Marcus Smart. He's a good player, but he flops all the time. Right. I don't know. Chris Paul does, too. He's a star. Or was. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, SEC is a three-way uh, tie right now. Um, obviously, if we- Kentucky wants to get that one seed, we own the tiebreaker over Tennessee. But LSU, for all right they have now. to do is win out. Yeah. And they don't play Kentucky or Tennessee again? Uh, yeah, actually look up the rest of their schedule. I'd be inter- it'd be interesting to see if... I'm pretty they, sure it's like... They play Florida. One of them is Tex- Florida. Texas A&M, Florida, hmm. and uh, someone else. Uh, maybe Ole Miss. 
It'd be interesting to see. I'm I'm interested to see that Florida game. Texas A&M, Alabama, Florida, Vandy. It's an easy schedule. Uh, say that again. Texas A&M, Alabama, Florida, Vandy. I'd say Vandy should definitely be a win. Um, A&M. Should Alabama's be a gonna win. be tough. Yeah. I think Alabama could be tough and Florida. It's at Alabama. So, we at obviously Florida. would need Kentucky to lose those games. At Alabama and at Florida. And we probably we need to beat Tennessee again. Yeah. And to get the one seed. but We could, yeah. LSU would have to win, lose one. Kentucky would have to win out. Or LSU could lose two. Kentucky lose one, but they'd have still have to beat Tennessee. It'd be interesting to see. I, mean, I don't really care either way what yeah. seed we get. I don't want the third seed, just because they play like nine o'clock on yeah. win, or Wednesday or Thursday night. Yeah. So, or maybe it's Friday. I don't know. Either way, yeah, I don't want that. But <clears throat> just the. Besides that, I'm fine. I mean, it'll be. It's gonna come down to the wire. I mean. LSU, obviously, we need them to lose, and we have to see about Tennessee. I'm not too sure if. Do you think Tennessee has the pieces? They would be able to win a national championship. They definitely do. They have Grant Williams, Admiral Schofield, who are two awesome players, and Jordan Bone, who he's a championship caliber point guard. I just don't know if the pieces around them, because just like a. Versus Kentucky, no one else could hit a shot. I mean, they obviously, they have older players, but they don't really have much depth, in my opinion. I mean, I think Tennessee's, the veterans that they have are going to help them out a lot. Lamonte Turner, he's their big three-point shooter. uh, I mean, their top four players are Turner, Bone, Schofield and Grant Woods. And Turner couldn't score anything against us. Couldn't get anything to go. I think Tennessee is honestly a team that could, if they don't play the, if they don't, if they get, if they get screwed in the, wherever they get put in the bracket, they they could lose in that second round depending on who they yeah, draw. Yeah, I could see them being the team that loses in the second round or which that's what they usually the I mean that's what they usually that's what Tennessee usually does in the first and and anyway they it'll do. probably be typical SEC we'll have like four or five teams in it and then everybody will lose first or second round maybe third round except for Kentucky I mean it except for that one year South Carolina went to the final four I don't know where I, I, I understand why you know Kentucky Tennessee fans should be excited. This oh, yeah. is a, this, this is, a, is the best team they've this had. Is, I think this, I think this is even better than the team they had a decade ago that went to the Elite Eight. But I mean, Tennessee fans should be excited. This is a really he wasn't even on that team. Scott was it? I remember. Hobson? I think that, and I remember his last name was like Chisholm or something. Wayne Chisholm. I think something like he yeah. He's probably a freshman then, because I know he played. He's either a freshman or sophomore I, that year. I think he was. I don't. I can't remember. I think he guy. might have been older. Anyways, I mean, Tennessee fans have, they should be excited. Because I know he was, uh, I know he was still playing with Joe Mullen then. Yeah, he was. Uh, Yeah, he was a sophomore. Chris Lofton, J.P. Prince, I remember him. I I remember, uh, Chris Lofton played. Yeah, uh, Chris Lofton was was good. He was a Kentucky guy, too. Scotty Hobson must have been, when was he? 
Anyways, Tennessee fans should be really excited. But, I mean, Tennessee... Scotty Hobson was the year next year. Tennessee fans, you need to make a Final Four before you start talking, you know, start talking that trash because you can't, you've can't. you only made it to an Elite Eight once. And then I sent you the screenshot the other day. It was like, or is Kentucky or Tennessee the new kings of the SEC? No, they've been good for... They are better in Kentucky last year. This year they're about equal. And then next year they're not going to be very good. So no, how like, are they going to? They're going to have teams? a drop off. And Tennessee fans, they're not. They're not. So they're not going to. They're not going to be ready for it because Grant Williams is going to declare early for the draft. Grant Williams is a senior, isn't he? No, he's a junior. Is he really? Yeah, he's a junior. And Schofield, he's a senior. He's gone. Uh, Jordan Bone, I think, is a oh, junior. He so he could probably be gone. But even then. I don't think Jordan Bone's going to be able to lead the whole Tennessee, yeah. uh, whole Tennessee uh, team. So they, they could be good if Grant Williams stays, but... We'll have to see. I don't see him staying, Admiral no. Schofield, that's a huge loss for him. And I, mean, I think but, Grant Williams but, will go... But his, Tennessee his, fans... His draft stock is not going to get any higher than this. No, so. it's not. And this Tennessee fans, you're, they're not ready for this because... And they don't realize... They can still be a tournament team next year, but they're yeah, not going to Yeah, but they're not going to be like... They're not going to be like a number one team in the nation or anything like that. They only have one top 30, 40, 50 recruit, which is Josiah James, point guard. And he'll probably come off the bench next year, especially if they keep... Especially if Jordan Jordan Bone comes back another year. Yeah. But, I mean, Tennessee's literally losing... If if Grant Williams goes, of course. I mean, they're losing a good chunk of their talent. I mean, and they're they're just gonna go like back. They're to, losing the majority of their. They're just gonna go back. Time. They're just gonna go back to being mediocre like they usually are. <laughs> I mean, and then like some guy had the nerve. He commented on Matt Jones's uh, Twitter about um, when Kentucky beat Tennessee. Um, he said something like, "You know, where's the double standard of?" You know, Kentucky, you know, Tennessee got excited for beating Kentucky. Or or saying that, you know, Tennessee measures success by beating Kentucky's best team. But, you know, we got excited yeah. when, we, when we beat Tennessee. And um, it's like, oh, we're just Tennessee. Like, you measured standard, yeah. your measured standards is beating Tennessee. Well, Tennessee is the number one team in the nation. Yeah, it's a little different. If and, Kentucky was the number one team in the nation in football, and then Tennessee. Beat and then, I mean, Kentucky's not. We accepted the fact Kentucky's never going to be number one team in the nation. They're probably never going to make a uh, college football playoff. And, like, Tennessee fans are one of the most naive fans, and they're one of the worst fans, in my honest they're opinion. One of the, they're some of the loudest fans, too. Kentucky and Tennessee both have, like. They do have fans that travel. I give them that. Not even just like on that, just like on social media, they're really loud. They can, they just they trash. They, have, they do. They talk so much trash. It it's so funny, and and considering their football team hasn't been relevant since Peyton Manning has been there, and their basketball team is finally oh Josh Dobbs led them to several nine win seasons. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Tennessee is just, I mean. For basketball, make a Final Four before you say, you know, before people say, are is Tennessee the are t- is Tennessee the new kings of the SEC? No, have them win an SEC couple SEC tournaments. Let them win a couple of SEC tournaments. 
let him try to make it, you know, or at least farther than the Sweet Sixteen. Farther than the Sweet Sixteen before you start. Did they even make it there last year, or were they no, second they, round? No, I'm pretty sure they were second round. They didn't. So, make, yeah. I think they got beat on a buzzer beater. They're one of those teams. From like loyal, I think it was actually the loyal or Chicago. Yeah, they because they were the three seed. I think. Most I can't think it was that. I I think they did get beat on a buzzer. They beat. were a three seed in our bracket. They were. Mm-hmm. All right. Pretty sure. All right. Speaking of brackets, the last little six minutes of this showground. Right now, I mean, this was February twenty second, so it hasn't been updated. So this last recently. Saturday isn't involved. Right. Uh. So one seeds right now are. Until new updated bracketology, of course. Joe Lenardi is just one seeds. Duke, Gonzaga, Virginia, and Tennessee, which I don't think Tennessee will end up being a one seed, but we'll have to see. Uh, his two seeds are Michigan, Michigan State, Kentucky, and North Carolina. Three seeds are Kansas, which that's not he, the Kansas won't be a three seed. And Purdue, Houston, and Marquette. And the four seeds, LSU. Which I think LSU can potentially move, move up, to, move up to a three seed. Especially if they went out. Yeah. And then Texas Tech, Iowa State, and Wisconsin uh finish up the four seeds. Iowa State seems a little high to me. Uh for right now. But I don't I don't I think they'll probably think they be just end lost up. Too. They did. They just lost uh T C U. I think in the in the long run, uh I mean Iowa State will probably end up being a five or six seed. Mm-hmm. LSU will probably move up to a three seed. Michigan will probably be... I don't think third. Tennessee will be a one seed. It just depends, I guess. If they win the if SEC... If they beat us, then they could... If they beat us and win the SEC championship, I, I think they could get Even if they just beat us and don't lose any more in the SEC regular season, they'll probably move back up to a one seed. Probably. They're probably the fifth right now. Well, no, because they just lost the L2 again, so... Here's a quick... I have a question. Okay, so if you were Kentucky, I mean, would you... You know, as a fan, would you rather Kentucky... Be a one seed and play uh, up in Kansas City or be a two seed and have a chance to play in Louisville. Can you tell me who the one seed would be and who the one seed, two seed would be? Well, if the two seed would actually be um, Virginia or the one seed would be Virginia. Then I'd rather have that. Right. No. I mean. Do you know the two seed would be if we were the one in? I'm trying to think of who it was when I was looking at it. I think it actually might be like Gonzaga. I think I'd rather play Virginia than Gonzaga. Really? Rue Hatchimore, I just don't think that we would have anybody to stop him. And I know Virginia is a different no, team. If we had Reed Travis, I think you could put Reed on. But Rue's so much Rue. faster, so I don't know. But uh, Virginia, I know they're a little different. They're better offensively than they usually are. But they still play a slower pace. Their best scorer, DeAndre Hunter or Kyle Guy, whichever one you want. Uh, I don't know. I still don't. I think we match up better with Virginia. We can run, be faster than them, more athletic. I think we'd beat Virginia. Gonzaga is super athletic. Uh, got a couple really good shooters. Zach Norvell. Brandon Clark's probably the second most athletic person in college besides for Zion. And Rue's a beast. So, I don't know. I'd rather play Virginia. I mean, I've told you this, you know, March is always one of our favorite months because of March Madness, and it's going to be really fun. I think it's going to be a fun tournament, and it's going to definitely be, you know, it's definitely one where you're not too sure about anybody. Only teams I don't want to see are Duke. That's the only team I don't want to see, which I feel more confident than before. But we've gotten so, I mean, Kentucky's gotten so much better that if they were to play Duke again, 
I mean, it would be a much better game, and Kentucky would have a better, you know, mindset, oh, yeah. you know, d- play better yeah, I agree. defensively. And then I also don't want to see Gonzaga or North Carolina. I believe we would beat both. But still, think see, that I'm they not would. really worried about Gonzaga. I mean, they have. Don't get me wrong; they're they have a good a lot team. Of good players, they do. But I and mean, they're super athletic. I know they haven't played much, but but I feel like Kentucky would fare well. I mean, I don't think they would do terrible against. I still think Kentucky has. They I would think have we the would players, beat them, but like I don't know. I'd rather not play them if we didn't have to. And you know, just like North Carolina, I think we'd beat them again. Right, but I'd rather not play them if we didn't have to. And some of the bubble teams right now. Uh, unless once they get updated, uh, Oklahoma, TCU, Ohio State, Seton Hall, and uh, Butler. I think Seton Hall, TCU, Ohio State should all get in. They definitely have to see uh, the best wins, and obviously Seton Hall beat Kentucky. Also, think Florida uh, should be on that list. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think they're a bubble team. I don't think they're definitely in, and I don't think they're definitely out. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, when actually March Madness comes around. Uh, selection Sunday, the Monday after Selection Sunday. Next Ga- day. Uh, the day, the, yeah, the day after. Uh, Gavin and I are going to do a March Madness special, and we're going to go through the whole brackets, and we're going to do all that. Now we'll tell you every winning pick. Every winning pick, so you should yeah. definitely listen to it. If because... you listen to me, you're going to get your bracket 100% right. It's right. facts. I get it right every right. time. And what year. we're going to do is we're going to just gonna have go ahead and have our brackets filled out. We're going to go through it, and then we'll go We could also even make a little ESPN tourney thing. Yeah. We, oh, yeah. We can. Yeah, we can do that. Anyways, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for Gavin for returning, and we're definitely going to be doing more episodes. Until next time, thank you for joining us in the man cave. Peace.